in the house. Hallelujah. Lift up those hands. Manicure or no manicure. Hallelujah. Perfume or no perfume. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. I love speaking on the last day of the conference because everything has been done. And thanks to Facebook, I know what has been happening in this place. Yeah. I know what the Lord said according to Matthew chapter 8 verse 29. Before the beginning of time, you were predestined. You were called. He foreknew you. Your match has been fixed. I greet you in the most wonderful name of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is such an honor for me to be here. I'm extremely honored to be here. It, I, I never take it lightly whenever I am summoned. That is how I believe it should be. You know, it's not like a matter of like, can you just be available? Check your schedule and all these fancy things that we do. When you are summoned, because at the end of the day, I may be based in Midrand, but I'm part of the kingdom. So when the Lord says go, you don't have to like think about, you know, what is the membership? What are they going to do for me? Blah, blah, blah. You just go. Because the kingdom is at stake. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. As I have been honorably introduced, my name is Nelly Siwe. I originate from KZN. I am a Zulu girl. Amen. Yeah. <coughs> um, yeah, I think that's about all that I'm going to say. I don't like people focusing on who I am and what I do, blah, 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 blah. We're just going to focus on the word. Amen. Yeah. But before we continue, I would like to honor the men and the women of God. Amen? Amen. God gave me an awesome heritage in these people. Amen? Amen. It's, it's amazing how quickly we grow, hey? I, I look back and they form part of my past in a way. You know, that makes me realize that I'm pushing retirement. <laughs> and I get worried about that, but I thank you so much. Thank you so much for the invitation. Yeah. Like I said, God gave me an awesome heritage through you. And I am honored to be here. In fact, when I look at their life, what dawns on me is that this is what is amazing about grace. Sometimes we sing amazing grace, how sit the sound, uh, that, that saved a wretch like the author who wrote it millions of years ago, and we don't quite understand what it means to us. I would like you to believe me today that when you look at their life, you need to be clear. You don't need to know the details at their lives and understand that this is what is amazing about grace. Grace is amazing because wherever you are, grace looks at your heart and is able to link it with your destiny. Amen? Grace looks overlooks your situation at that particular time and is able to honor what you do. It's able to honor your faith and is able to take that and link that to where you are going. So what am I saying to you today? <clears throat> I'm saying to you today, don't worry that much about the situations that surround you. God is able to look into your heart and he is able to honor what is going on in your heart and link it with where you are going. Amen? Thank you so very much, uh, Didi and Mzip, um, as you used to call them. Amen? Thank you so much. Wow. We are fulfilling our destiny. Amen? Amen? We are fulfilling our destiny. Something is at stake. Amen. Amen. A 
And so far, the word has been spoken. Like I said, thanks to Facebook, I know what has been happening in this place. Amen? And the Lord has spoken to us and he says, you should go ahead and do what you were created to do. Amen? There is nothing as frustrating in anyone's world like something that does not live up to what it has been created to do. Amen? Amen. We tend to want to accept the status quo when it comes to us and God. And many of us are sitting here with some uh, fancy uh, IT gadgets. Amen? I'm not going to call them by name, but I know the gadget junkies in this place. Amen? Now, imagine this situation. You are given a gadget. You save your hard-earned money. You go to the shop. I what what? You prance in there and you walk in. So this is the day. And you're going in there and you are taking out your gold card. Platinum what what? We are living in the days of names and standards. Yeah? And then, 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 then they, they speak the English and they... This is what you do, blah, 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 blah. All right. Okay? And then... Um, and then you swipe. Nah? Okay, you swipe and then you, you go out with your shopping bag. Okay? You, can't just, you can't just walk in a mall folding your arms. People are carrying shopping bags. Okay? Right, thank you. Okay? And you carry your shopping bag, Lou, and now you go home. When you get home, you open uh, the box, you press things and things and things, and the uh, 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 apple what what is just silent. Are you not going to boil with anger? The first thing that you do, even you'll end up coming late to church because you must start at that shop and tell them that this product of yours is not working. And what do we do? We come to God and fold our arms and expect that in front of God, God is going to understand that we are useless products who are not living according to what he expected us to do. Destiny. Destiny. Destiny is not an English term that was discovered in the 1990s. It is not about the born freeze. Destiny is not an English thing that we push because we want promotions, guy, guy. But destiny is about what God designed for you before the beginning of time. Before you discover it, he is sitting, waiting, because as far as he is concerned, his work has been completed. He has done his bit. Bazalana, there is nothing new in this world that God is yet to do. As far as his side of the story is concerned, everything has been done. Once Christ said on the cross, it is finished, he meant I've done my side of the story. There is nothing new. The fact that you are discovering something in, in 2013 does not mean that it is new in the eyes of God. It has always been there. So what is at stake is your cooperation. So go ahead and fulfill your destiny. And yesterday we were told that our destiny is in God according to Genesis chapter 2. Hey? You must never take for granted technology. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Your destiny is in God. It is not about your boss. It is not about your husband. It is not about your parents. It is about God. 
fix the expectations of God and everything else will fall into place. Amen. So as a lady today, dominion is part of your package. Amen. You are predestined to dominate. It is not just something magical that all of a sudden happens post 1991. You are destined to dominate. So all of a sudden when you are given that new position, when you are given that new office, no one is doing you a favor. They are cooperating with destiny. All the preparation work concerning your life is finished. It's been done. What is left is for you to cooperate. Your match has been fixed. Your match has been fixed. And it would be most unjust for you to fold your arms and sit there and feel pitiful for yourself when the ground is at your disposal and you know for sure that when you enter into that ground, you are bound to win. Your match has been fixed by the word. Amen? Amen. And we read just before worship, Isaiah chapter 40, the word of the Lord will never pass away. Everything else will, but not the word of the Lord. And let me tell you something interesting about the word. It shall linger. That is why Isaiah chapter 55 says, when it is spoken, it doesn't matter whether you look that way, whether you feel shameful, whether you pretend as if you didn't hear, it shall linger until it has fulfilled what it is meant to fulfill in your life. So if I were you, I was going to take it with immediate effect and go ahead and be productive. Amen? Amen. The work on the cross was finished. Amen. Amen. So now, the responsibility is yours and mine. For the ladies who have been here throughout the weekend, what is it that is new that has been unveiled in your eyes over the weekend? Did you discover anything new? You see now. You see now. They've been planning this occasion for months. Do you know when I got the invitation? Months ago. They put together the budget. They met and parted ways and met and parted. And there you are. Three days down there. You are not sure of what you received. Come on now. Come on now. Countess is up when Zanlan. Are we just here to come and look beautiful? Are we just here to say amen, hallelujah, and write down and close the books and go home and open them again on Sunday? No. The implications of the stuff that you are writing is that it should be applied in your life and then Monday you are a different person from the person that you are today. We have been speaking destiny. There must be some ideas that have come up in the crowd. So, what have you discovered? What is your destiny? Your destiny is who? Your destiny is to love your God. Amen. And you know the interesting thing about love is that love is not what you feel. It is what you do. Amen. So how are you going to do it differently, mama? This is what I'm here to do. To prompt you into action. Hmm? What new thing have you discovered this weekend about yourself? 
Was there a light bulb moment at some point? Did you discover something special about you? Did you discover something specific that God is expecting you to do? What is your talent? I love that. I love interactive people. What is your talent? To sing unto the Lord and to love each other. I love that because my husband is a musician among other things. And I always laugh at him when we see, you know, these groups that you can just sell. They, they are just not properly rehearsed. And, and they come with like, a, you know, like a, a Nokia 33, what, what camera. That is fuzzy. You know when you look like you're having a bad dream. And then they have this, this video kind of thing. And they go, like whatever. And I'm like, you look at your colleagues. Hmm? There's millions of them who are singing. Have you seen them? They look nice. They have the money. What is it that will make you stand out? When you pass on, what is it that we will miss out on you? When you decide, after all, I'm not going to sing. Maybe let me go something else. Go do something else. What are we going to miss out on you? Specifics. That is destiny. When I do my life coaching sessions, I usually challenge people into saying, you know, there's about 57 million of us um, in South Africa. And one of the expensive, one of the most expensive advertising moments in television is the 30 seconds before generations. Because they know that everyone is sitting there and they are watching. So if you want your product to go, go for that slot. And it is not just us, thanks to DSTV, the whole of Africa is watching. So imagine yourself having an opportunity to introduce yourself to the world just at that 30 seconds before generations. Who do you say you are? Do you just fold your arms and go shyly and hey, whatever? You know how, how, how much we want opportunities. You know how much we want to be hooked up with people who offer better opportunities. Let's come back to my musician right here. One of the most powerful people in the music industry is Lindelani Mkise, for instance. When you finally get an opportunity to meet him and there is a recording, a, 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 a deal that, that, that is possible for you, what do you say? You don't just go there and say, I can say whatever. You know, what, 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 what. You present yourself in a convincing way because you are clear about your destiny. So, did anything come out? Light bulb moments, anybody? Or are we just going to go back home and be the same people that we have been? And Mamrut is going to struggle with the same things about us over and over again? Destiny has been spoken into our lives, good people. We need to be clearer about who we are. Let us go to the word of the Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 13. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 13. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I... Where are you, Gant? I believed and therefore I... And therefore I've spoken. We also believe and therefore we, we speak. Knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus. And will present us with you. Amen. I believe and therefore I speak. 
Where do you spend your speech? The bulk of the things that you say, what are they based on? They're based on the weather, they're based on the news, they're based on the fashion, they're based on how problematic your family members are. What is the bulk of your speech? The word of the Lord says, yeah, I believe and therefore I have spoken. So one of the things that we need to be careful about as we pursue our destiny is the fact that our speech needs to be in line with what we believe. But our challenge at times is that even our belief system is weak. So perhaps let's start with refining our belief system. As you have been able to identify what your destiny is about, how much do you believe in that? Because I'm here to tell you that the people who are outstanding in this life, they do so based on the strength of their faith in what they are doing. If you are still apologetic about it, you are not going to be outstanding. You are just going to remain average. And when you remain average, you are going to remain frustrated because that is not the position that God has destined for you in your life. How much do you believe in yourself? your background has not been as perfect as you would want. I'm not talking about your background. I am talking about yourself. How much do you believe in what is inside of you? How much do you believe in who you are? Irrespective of what you have, irrespective of what you do not have yet, how much do you believe in who you are? How much do you believe in who you are meant to be? Is it just a maybe yes, maybe no type of thing? Or are you certain, are you sure that this is where I am going and this is what I'm going to accomplish? When we speak destiny into your lives, we are not speaking doubt. We are not speaking maybes. Remember, we are speaking something that God has already established and he is waiting for you to cooperate. The interesting, about, the interesting thing about time, Bazalwane, is the fact that Unkulunkulu established time for the sake of you and I. Otherwise, as far as God is concerned, he is bigger than time. Amen? Imagine a child. If you have a toddler in the house, you are the one who is responsible for telling the to toddler it is bath time. Don't we? And then they go back to play. You call them again and tell them it is eating time. Sit down and eat your food. And then they go around and play again and you tell them it is time to read. It is time to do your homework. You conduct their life according to time for their sake. But when you are bigger than their schedule. Because you are above them in maturity. And that is the same thing with God. Uncle Uncle, he lives not in the time as we perceive it, but he is bigger than time. So now, in the book of Genesis chapter 1, it tells us that we were created not only to be like him, but to as well. Because you see, to be in the same image of God is not a problem. The problem is that how much are we imitating him? And one of the things that we need to adopt as we imitate him is the fact that we need to understand that we are bigger than time. Yeah. 
Mamruti says that you were talking about time management yesterday. The only thing that I can tell you, the only thing in the only way in which I can in contribute as far as time management into your life is the fact that time is not found. Time is made. Scatters tall wabasalwani sienziwa. If something is important enough in your life, you will make time for it. Because if you are still hoping that someday you will find the time, you will never find the time. Scatters tall wabasalwani sienziwa. How much do you believe in the destiny that has just been revealed to you? Mark chapter 9 verse 23 says, everything is possible if you, if you believe. How much do you believe in that gift that God has deposited into your life? How much do you believe in the word that is being spoken to you in this place? Or do you receive the word temporarily and then go out and be somebody else? How much do you believe in your local church? In fact, let me challenge you from the sound men right there at the back to the pastors here in front. Let me see a show of hands of people who are workers in this church. You have one role to do or the other. Amen? What do you do? What do you do? What is your role? Let's have, let's have random contributions. You are an usher. Wonderful. What else are other people doing? Yes, ma'am. Deco. Yes. Kids ministry. What else? Sound and, and the fancy things. We all have different roles that we are playing in the ministry. I need Basalwan. Now, okay, let's see the show of hands again. Of the <laughs> no, 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 I'm not trying to be tricky. <laughs> now, people are doubtful. Of the people who have lifted their hands, you know the specific role that you play in church. How many of you have that in your CV? That I am an usher at church. That I am a decorator at church. Okay, so it's three out of how many? 30? 40? Why? Why is it that hardly 10% of us can proudly place it in their CV that I am a public relations officer of my church? In your CV. Why? Because we do not believe that it is relevant for the corporate world. We don't believe that they are going to appreciate it. And yet, the nourishment that you receive in this place is supposed to prepare you to be a better person for the corporate so therefore, it is high time that you walk into your team at, church, at, at the office and tell them that my pastor Mutipe told us that we are here to fulfill their destiny and therefore, according to my faith,
solitaire in your computer, you are going to fulfill your destiny and this company is going forward. We cannot afford to be complacent, Basalwan. We don't come to church so that we feel good and then go there and succumb to someone else. If God says you are the head and not the tail, that, account, that accounts for the company that you work for as well. You cannot afford to receive one word in this place and go receive another word from your, po from your boss at, at work. No! If God says you are the head, you walk into that office with a high head knowing that you are the head. Your boss has nothing to do with it. You are placed by God there. How much do we believe in the nourishment that we receive in this place? How much do we believe in our spiritual leaders? This is why the church is running around in circles. Because in front of ma'am, you are yes ma'am. Yes ma'am, hell knows nothing about your destiny. The person who has been given the word concerning your destiny is the man of God in front of you. So you may as well take what he says and go apply it out there. You cannot afford to be one person at okay, one person at church. It does not work that way. In fact, God is using that very company to fulfill your destiny. So next time you walk in there, walk there with a clear face that I know my business because my pastor has already told me. I know what I am about because the word has already told me. I know what I believe in because the word has already told me. Do not leave your destiny to anybody else except the word of God. Amen? So we need to start changing our belief system. Because if it's going to be faith here, and the same faith is not going to apply in your household, we have a problem. If the same, place, same faith is not going to apply in your finances, you have the same, we have a problem. If the same faith is not going to apply at your school, we have a problem. It is high time you tell your lecturer, you tell your professor that you may think what you are thinking about me. But what I know is that I am fearfully and wonderfully made by God. It is high time you tell them that, listen, professor, God knew me while I was in my mother's womb. You are here to conform to the destiny that God has created for me. Let us have confidence, great people, in the wealth that we are receiving from church. Amen? Amen? Believe in it. And believe in it badly enough. Because you see, anything that is in existence can be graded. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10, Therefore be strong in the Lord. It doesn't just say be in the Lord, it says be strong in the Lord. Meaning there is a difference between somebody who is just in the Lord and somebody who is strong in the Lord. So one of the roles that this weekend is here to play in our lives is to strengthen what we believe in. The time for being complacent is over. The time for being ordinary is over. The time for being average is over. It's high time 
it's high time the world knows that the church has arrived. <coughs> Amen? It's high time the world knows that we mean business. You may be here today and you may have received the word. But what is it that you are going to do to show that you mean business this time? You are not just singing, but you mean business. You are not just decorating the church house, but you mean business this time. You are not just preaching, but you mean business this time. Because there are many people who are efficient. You see, we tend to be satisfied with just being efficient. It's not about efficiency, it's about results. It's about being effective. So as we begin to understand what God has intended for our lives, let us embrace it and let us walk the walk that says, I mean business. Amen? I had an interesting uh, uh, example when my brother-in-law moved from one company to the other. He was MD in one company and as far as he was concerned, wearing a, a, a jacket was enough. Right? So he would go to work and wear whatever and a jacket and it shows that he's a salesman. And now when he moves from this one company to the other, to an almost similar position, he gets there, ukogi panchlak, and he's looking dignified as far as he's concerned. And the boss says, where is your suit? And he was like, eh? But I have ipanchi. like, no, 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 I see your panchi. It may be Amani, but I need the suit. You are in a different territory here. The world needs to know that we mean business. We may walk around, but we need to walk around like people who mean business. But when I start standing and I start doing my work, they need to know that it's time to be exceptional. Amen? Amen? The second thing that I'm going to share and I'm going to sit down is master the relationship with yourself. You need to be clear about who you are. The most important relationship that you will ever have is a relationship with yourself. And unfortunately, it happens also to be the most uncomfortable relationship. Amen? You need to be bold enough to look at yourself in the mirror. And be clear about who you are and be clear about what you want to do and be clear about what do you do not want. And be clear about where you are going so that when you are going in the wrong direction, you will be able to tell, this is not the direction that was meant for me. You see, if you are not clear, it is easy for you to end up embracing something that looks like what you thought you wanted. Clarity of who you are. The word of the Lord says in Psalm chapter 131 verse 14, we all know the portion of scripture by head, I believe. Eh? Psalm 139 verse 14. You do. I know, yeah, I know you do. Utabiso is your pastor, there's no way. 
Aha. Ross quoted this morning. You are fearfully and wonderfully made by God. That is who you are. And if you are fearfully and wonderfully made by God, good people, there is no room there for lack of confidence. Why are you not sure about that business idea that you have been tossing and turning for so many years? Why is it not taking shape? If you are fearfully and wonderfully made by God, there's no room for doubt. If you are fearfully and wonderfully made by God, there is no room for you to be hiding around this crowd. It is high time you say, I appreciate the excellence that is going on in my church, but this time around, I want my own excellence to show. Have you seen people in a fertility clinic, Bazalwan? People who want children. They go there, they pay lots of money for in vitro fertilization and all sorts of things. But do you think you can go to those people and say, but why do you want a child when there are so many children in Africa? They will tell you that I want my own. And it is high time that you tell God, God, it is enough. I am well nourished at Cosmo City Church, but this time around, Cosmo City Church must see my own works. Redeemed you, I have called you by your name. You are 
You are. You are. You are. You are God. That is who you are. How many of us have owed somebody money here? My last example as we go. Amen. If you happen to have owed somebody money, when that person comes to you, they are banking on one thing and one thing alone. They don't care about what your financial crisis is at that particular time. They don't care if you forgot or you remembered. In fact, they're not even supposed to care if you got the email or the post or whatever. One thing they are standing on is the fact that Imaliye me. And that is what God is standing on as he speaks his word. He is standing on the fact that these people are mine. And if they are mine, when I speak the word, they are supposed to be able to respond to the word. Amen. We need to be clear about our heritage. And we need to be clear about what this heritage is speaking to. Amen. The word of the Lord is not just relevant for us when we are seated here. It is relevant for us when we interact with our spouses at home when things are difficult. It is relevant for us when we speak to our children. It is relevant for us when we speak to the teachers of our children. You don't just go to that school and fold your arms and then the teacher will start telling you about OPE and what, what, what. And you fold your arms and you leave your child at the hands of somebody who doesn't know God. You go there and clarify that this is my child. This is what they were created for. So whatever you do, OPE or whatever uh, 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 situation or whatever uh, principle or policy, it has to go in line with the fact that out of this child, I want excellence. Out of this child, I want quality education. Master who you are. Before you master the rest of the world, you need to master who you are. There is your destiny at stake. Amen? You need to be clear about your potential. Amen? The word of the Lord says the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that is within you. How come things are lying dead in your life? How come things are lying asleep in your life? How come you are doubtful in your life when you have access to the same power that raised Jesus from the dead? Whenever you feel you fail to do something, ask yourself, what is at stake? And this weekend we have been told, your destiny is at stake. So we are not just here to embrace failing situations. Not when we serve the God that we serve. Not when we hear from the God that we hear from. Amen? The time for complacency is over. The time for being average is over. Amen? We are clear about who we are. And we are pursuing a noble destiny. And don't worry about the situations. Your match has been fixed. Hallelujah. Do not worry about the demand. You take care of the product. And God is going to take care of the demand. Amen? Amen? When God has spoken, the word is not going to go back to him until it achieves in your life. Let me see the, way, the ladies of destiny this morning. Let us stand on our feet and declare the word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Right hand towards heaven. 
That is what we do at all nations. Amen. I'm orientating you to all nations today. Amen. And we usually say hand cream or no hand cream. It doesn't matter even if the hand is wrinkled. It doesn't matter even if it doesn't have manicure. We are declaring the word because it is alive. Because it is changing our lives. Hallelujah. 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 And let's say, Lord, I do not hear anybody today. We, uh-uh, I'm not hearing you. I am not hearing you. I am not hearing you. You see, this is where it starts. Somebody says, shout unto the Lord. And you say, Lord, I bow. Because you do not understand what is at stake. Some of us have big dreams. And when I pray, I show both heaven and hell that I mean business. Because I understand that if the devil can mess with this thing up, and I exactly right hand towards heaven. And let's say, let's say it like we mean business now. And let's say, Lord, I thank you that I have a destiny that you have created for me. Lord, I thank you that I was predestined by you. Thank you that I am prepared to fulfill the destiny that you have for me. Lord, I thank you that the past has nothing to do with my destiny. Lord, I thank you that the resources have nothing to do with my destiny. I thank you that the challenges have nothing to do with my destiny. Lord, I thank you that I was created to dominate. I thank you that I was created to overcome wherever I am. I dominate in my household. I dominate in my workplace. I dominate in my finances. I dominate in my career. I dominate in my community. I dominate because I am fearfully and wonderfully made by you. Lord, I am yours and nothing can stand against me like the mountains surround Jerusalem. I am surrounded by your word. I am surrounded by grace. I am surrounded by your power in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name I believe and therefore I have spoken my life will never never be the same hallelujah